This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. By the Lord, we call your day, the third Sunday in Lent. We'll be using Divine Service 3 out of the Lutheran Service Book, Hymns number 421, 824, 439, 453, and 427. Following your service, you see on the way in, beginning on page three with confession and absolution, followed by the sharing of the peace and the processional hymn. Let us pause. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved of the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father. Beseech thee in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Let us kneel and see it with confessions.
grievous to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel.
never thirsty? So thirsty. So what's the best thing when you're when you're really thirsty? What do you like to drink? I thought you'd say water because that's the wrong answer. So you know, there's, there's water you can get right from the store, but this is this is like probably plastic, purified. So I went and got some natural water. I wanted to see if this this is natural water, right? This when you say water, it's water from the earth. This is right out, right out of the tree. So I know it's fresh. I actually had to stir it up a little bit to get it. But that's what you mean, right? Water? Oh, come on, there's so much more better stuff. You can hear his pop or the soda. Soda? Oh, it's good. That's what I want. Oxymoron is when you say one thing but 
And I want you to stay thirsty, my friend. That's a good thing to drink, too, but you get drunk about that. Stay thirsty, my friend. Stay thirsty for Jesus. Keep that living water in your hearts and in your minds. By coming to church and praying. And Jesus keeps us full with living water. He keeps us satisfied. Right, Liam? Are you satisfied at church? This is when we get cleansed. So let's say a prayer. Dear Father, thank you for cleansing us. Thank you for eternal life. Through you, your Son, our Savior Jesus. Amen. So guess what I brought for you? Chocolate milk. We continue with the sermon hymn, May God Bestow on Us His Grace, on page 8.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Imagine for a moment that you're a pioneer heading west in a covered wagon looking for a good place to live. One night along the trail, there's a heavy rainstorm, and in the morning you look out from your wagon and you see huge puddles of water, and you say to yourself, this is it. I have found the right place. Look at all this water. There's plenty for me and my family and my animals and my crops. Sound good? What's wrong with your assessment? They're just puddles. This water will dry up and be gone. You need living water, moving water. You need a, a creek or a river or a lake with water flowing in and out. Or you need to be able to tap into moving water underground by digging a well. Water is life. You don't want to live somewhere where there is no living water. We see this in the Old Testament lesson where the children of Israel on their way from Egypt to the Promised Land are grumbling against Moses and God because they're camping in the Sinai wilderness where there is no food or water. God promised to care for them, but their thirst overwhelms their trust. Water's a big deal. In Israel, most of the country is dry, rocky wilderness, incompatible with human life. Water brings life. Our gospel reading today is set at Jacob's well. Jacob is the son of Isaac, the grandson of Abraham. Jacob's well in Samaria taps into a deep underground stream, and the water brought to the surface by buckets and jars brings life to the people and animals and crops. Jacob's well is 135 feet deep, dug by hand. I cannot imagine the courage and perseverance and hope it took to keep digging that far down into the earth with hand tools and oil lamps. To get to groundwater here, you have to dig down about 10 feet. Here at Emmanuel, we sit atop flowing water just below the basement floor. Last Sunday, with all the rain, the water level rose above the basement floor and began to seep into the building. We sit atop underground waters on the edge of the Great Miami Buried Valley Aquifer, and it runs from Indian Lake up north of Bellefontaine down to the Ohio River along the route of the Great Miami River. Just downstream from us, the city of Hamilton taps into the aquifer to produce the best-tasting tap water in the world. Maybe we should figure out how to bottle the water flowing into our sump pit instead of pumping it out into the creek. Water is life. Living, moving water is life. You do not want to get your drinking water from a puddle. Jesus and his disciples are on their way from the Judean countryside in the south, traveling north to Galilee. On their way, they stop at a Samaritan town called Sychar, where Jacob's well is located. It's lunchtime, and the disciples head into town to buy some food, while Jesus waits by the well in the heat of the day. 
Hauling water a quarter mile from the well back to town is hot work and done mostly in the morning or evening when it's not so warm. But one woman comes to the well at high noon. It seems she is an outcast in town. She's considered a low-life, corrupted woman, and she faces the scorn of the people of Sychar. And so she doesn't want to encounter others and have to deal with their derision. She'd rather avoid the well altogether, but water is life. And eventually she has to go to the well when her thirst overcomes her shame. She sneaks out with her jar at noon when no one else would be there. But there is someone there. There's a Jewish man sitting next to the well. She'd wait for him to leave, but her thirst is great. She needs water. She's thirsty, and so is the Jewish man at the well. He breaks all conventions where Jews do not talk to Samaritans and men do not talk to women, and he says to her, Give me a drink. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me? a woman of Samaria, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Living water, right, moving water, water flowing from its source. That's the kind of water in Jacob's well. Water flowing into the well from deep under, from a deep underground stream. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Then the man said something very confusing. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. What's going on here? Is he still talking about the water in the well? Then this Jewish man at the well tells the woman all about her life and her five husbands and the man she's now living with who is not her husband. The woman realizes this man must be a prophet. They discuss where to worship, on Mount Gerizim, where the Samaritans worship, or in Jerusalem, where the Jews worship. He says, all that will change, and those who worship God will worship in spirit and truth. This is so much for the woman to take in. What is this guy talking about? Who is this guy? Maybe when the long-promised Messiah finally comes, he will get all of this straightened out. And she tells this to the man. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Jesus is the Messiah. The Christ. The one promised of old. And he gives this sinful woman the living water of eternal life. The living water that Jesus gives to the woman at the well is the same living water that he gives to you. Living water is faith in Christ through the Holy Spirit. The living water is poured out in the waters of baptism, 
in the words of absolution, in the body and blood of Jesus, for the forgiveness of sins. Water is life. Jesus' living water is eternal life. Jesus is the only source of eternal life. Living water flows from its source, and the source is Jesus. Anything else is just a puddle that will soon dry up. Everyone gets physically thirsty quickly. To remain healthy, you need to drink plenty of clean water every day, and even more when it's hot or you've been working hard. If you do not have water, you'll soon feel the effects, and if you go without water long enough, you can die of thirst. You need water to live. You also need spiritual water to live. Even if they do not want to admit it, all people realize that there is something more to this life than just merely existing day to day. Everyone gets spiritually thirsty. Tragically, so many spiritually thirsty people are being deceived by the devil and are drinking from puddles instead of from the living water flowing from the throne of God. So many are drinking from a muddy puddle that pretends to be living water, but it will soon dry up and leave them dying of thirst. So many drink from the puddles of made-up religions, Scientology, Christian science, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormonism. So many drink from puddles of heretical religions that deny that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Religions such as Islam and Judaism and liberal church bodies. So many drink from ancient false religions promising a better next life based on this life, such as Hinduism and Buddhism. And so many now drink from the puddle of secularism where it is taught that truth is found inside of you. And anyone teaching a truth from outside of you is preaching hate because it contradicts your feelings. So many thirsty people drink from muddy puddles, thinking they have living water, but they've been deceived and they're drinking to their own eternal doom. You have living water flowing from the throne of God to you through the font and the altar, and the word of God. You have the living water of the Holy Spirit flowing to you from the source, Jesus Christ, whose life, death, and resurrection are for you. Jesus gives living water to the woman at the well who is ashamed to be around others, and she runs into town to tell those others about Jesus. Jesus gives living water to you, a natural-born sinner, and gives you faith And as we learn from Jesus in John 7, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. The water flowing from Jesus is a spring of water in you that wells up to eternal life. You do not drink from a puddle. You have the living water of Jesus. You will never be thirsty again. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory.
Amen. We rise to confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In our prayers today, we remember Amy Waltz, Brian English's mother, Thanksgiving at Amy's Cancer's Intermission. Isaac, the nephew of that plane, for continued recovery that he may be able to return to his home. John Freeman, who was having surgery on March 27th for a painful burn. The Bryant's friends of that case, whose unborn granddaughter has multiple complications, a minimal chance of survival. Mark Smith, a friend of Amy George, who is battling stage four pancreatic cancer. Pastor Scotia Okamoto, who will be having gallbladder surgery on March 21st. June Taylor, a friend of Bruce Stahlmeyer, who is hospitalized with multiple health concerns. Ella Johnson, a three-year-old great niece of Reba Burnett, who is in the hospital with a brain tumor. And Matt Thomas, a friend of Natalie Reader, having severe bone issues. And Kylie Hay, a young friend of Nancy and Tim Roche, who is hospitalized Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord of hosts, you have brought us to dwell in your house and called us to worship you in spirit and in truth. Receive our praise and hear our prayers that we leave this place satisfied with your living water. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of hosts, you led your ancient people by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Lead us through the wilderness of this world by the hand of faithful pastors, that we would be refreshed by living water flowing from the stricken side of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord of hosts, you have made us righteous through Jesus Christ and made peace with us by his cross. Lead us to embrace our suffering in faith as they shape us in his image. And prepare us to behold your glory in heaven. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord of hosts, you appointed your Son to suffer on our behalf, that we would rejoice in the hope of glory. May all Christian fathers stand in your grace, that they would live faithfully for the sake of their families, and urge them always toward eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Lord of hosts, bless the nations of the world. That both citizens and authorities would seek justice, peace, and the common good of all. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of hosts, help the sick and suffering, especially those who desire our prayers. Isaac, John, 
according to your gracious will, heal them. Comfort all those who mourn and fill their hearts with a certain hope of a resurrection. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of hosts, grant us a safe haven at your altar, that we who bear the weight of this world and its sorrows would always long for your courts and the blessings you have prepared for those who sing your praise. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, to you all hearts are opened and all sins are known. Strengthen our hearts by your grace, that we who daily sin much would make confession boldly and then joyfully receive your precious word of absolution. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and preserve you in true faith and the life everlasting. Heart in peace. Your sins are forgiven. Thank you. 